Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Insurance Brokers Podcast. On today's episode, we're talking to Giles Ashley and Lindsay Barnett of Modus Underwriting, all about automation in the industry and their brand new broker platform. Good afternoon, Giles and Lindsay and David. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode of the Insurance Brokers Podcast. It's really great to have you here. And I think it would be really cool if we can have a conversation really around our industry and the automation tools and the online tools that are starting to come into the industry, and not least of which Zoom is one of them. Um, and I think it'd be really great to have an overview of that. And I think maybe you've got some special interest in, in that area too. Giles, do you want to give us a bit of your background and introduce yourself for, to those listening? Yeah, sure. Hi, uh, my name is Giles Ashley. I'm the Scheme Development Manager for Modus. I've been in insurance for over 25 years, should we say. And um, I sort of expertise is um, digital trading. I've previously worked amongst other places. I've, I've worked at brokers, insurers, and MGAs. And um, I've previously worked on the NIG network system and also the Direct Line for Business website as well. So that's where my expertise comes from. So you're absolutely the person to be talking about automation of and, and all things technical. Uh, yeah, certainly I've had a lot of uh, experience in that, that field, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to highlight how lacking in experience I am in the technical stuff when we get into the nitty gritty and I start saying words that don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bear with. <laughs> oh, thank you. Most people do. <laughs> Lindsay, do you want to give us a bit of an overview of who you are and how you come to be here? Hi, I'm Lindsay Barnett. I'm head of broker engagement for Modus. Um, I started my career at Sun Alliance. I was an underwriting assistant, worked my way up through the ranks, spent 12 years there before then joining Towergate, which was a very different animal, very much sales focused, agency, relationships, that kind of thing, bit of marketing, several hats really, which is where I met Scott and Simon and they founded Modus and asked me to come along for the launch of Modus and here we are. And how many hats do you currently wear? <laughs> um, well, well we're a relatively small team so everybody gets involved in most things um so relationships in particular I think we all get involved in those processes every I mean everything so yeah I know that I know that feeling well um and for those listening obviously I'm Sarah and David uh, and we are Boston Tullis so I would really be interested I think a good place to start would be if you guys can tell us a little bit about what you guys have been doing over the last year I know a lot of work has gone into developing a platform that you've just recently launched and I think it'd be uh, really good to hear all about it so, okay so um modus uh, when it was formed five years ago the whole aim was to build um, as much automation into the journey for the underwriting for brokers to make it quicker and easier for them to trade during our time of doing that we realized that there were so many constraints with question sets and then speaking with brokers we conducted quite a bit of research and said to them to make something worthwhile online, what makes it what makes you want to trade with someone, and what are your frustrations? So, 
what was coming out loud and clear was the fact that all online platforms seem to have really lengthy question sets and they'd get all the way to the end of them and then they'd find out it was either a decline or it would, it would be a reverse, there'd be a break in the buying journey, so additional costs, they'd often lose the sale, that kind of thing. So what they were saying was that if it's going to be a no, they'd like to know really quickly. Um, they just would want someone to come back to them instantly so they can deal with that kind of risk that way. Also, the fact that once something did take off and it was online and they knew what the appetite was, it was almost so the insurance provider became anonymous. So um, they lost the relationship side of it. So looking at that, our aim was basically to deliver a property trading platform with a minimum amount of questions um, with the widest underwriting capture to write the most risks. So that was what we did whilst maintaining relationships. So that was where we started. Um, Giles being one of the architects of the platforms, probably good around where we started next and what we did. Yeah, so literally we started from scratch with the underlying capacity that we had. We decided on a question set we wanted to ask for each of our products. That was our, our sort of starting point. And from there, we built around that the specifications for the rules and the rates and the automation for each of those. And then from that, the, I guess the end point was what the front end looked like to the user to make it as user friendly as possible so that they could get a quote and they could buy it and they could get all their documentation as easy as possible, which, which sounds, makes it sound very easy, but obviously, uh, yeah, it's been quite a large work in the process. We're in the process at the moment unrelated to Boston Tullis of developing an app for for a different venture so why I 100% get the pain that you've been through but we're at the beginning of our journey which is exciting how long has it taken you to go from oh here's an idea through all of the R&D the planning to to get you to where you are I think the uh, initial idea was was just over a year well I mean it's been in the sort of a pipeline maybe a year and a half from actually starting to write the first words of what we want the question sets and the specs to be. It was just under 12 months mm. that, it was, that, that it took us, which is quite remarkable because it's obviously been business as usual at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what might be really interesting? And I'm aware that we are a podcast, so audio. What might be really interesting is if you would be happy in giving us just a, a couple of minutes demo so we can see the back end. And I will make sure that the the video is in the show notes for anybody listening that wants to be able to sort of see the visuals. Just to touch on a point, what we call features are things like could be construction, tenant type, that kind of thing. If it's a listed property, it could be any of those things that creates a referral or a decline. We can understand why you can automate those. So it was things like that that People often refer to them as only vanilla risks online. So we wanted to make it more niche, more non-standard and put the control back in the hands of the broker. So this platform is exclusively for UK brokers to use. That's incredible. Can we look at a, an unoccupied one, given that? That's, Certainly. Uh... Yeah. So this is the homepage that once the user logged in, they'll see the four products that we currently have. And we'll do a brand new unoccupied commercial property. And what I'll do to begin with is I'll go through our quick quote process. So we won't see all the questions the first time around. It's really just to sort of see, again, about the automation is how people can get a quick view of, of the risk before they go any further and see what it's worth, worth their time. Because we're well aware that it's very frustrating putting in a, a quote and 7,000 questions only to find that it declines at the end or whatever. 
I'm going to put in a risk address, building some insured, year built, and then we've got on our commercial unoccupied three different types of property. So I'm going to choose retail and office. We've got two levels of cover. So I'll just go for the standard one to start with. And the last thing I need to put in is when it became unoccupied. And that's it. The risk address, some insured, year built, property type and cover. And we can get a quote. And what's nice are, is all the questions asked are easily answerable, answerable. I can't tell you how many times I've been going around my house looking at exactly what type of lock I've got <laughs> and what, uh, how it correlates to whatever the, the various uh, question set that I'm trying to use. It's a nightmare. What, what was your challenge then, Giles? Because, I mean, the, the challenge with this seems to be to get insurers to, you know, willing to narrow a huge question set down. So how did you manage that? And does this... I, I don't know what your insurer capacity behind is. Is this one insurer or have you got half a dozen to agree to quote initially on that limited question set? Yeah, no, we've got one. And really that initial question is just the, the very basics to get a quote on the most of basic risks. And then from there, the, the, the user can either put in the full risk or they can get the quick quote, which I've gone for the quick quote just to show sort of yeah. what we've got. Um, and I'll, I'll go back into the quote because... To get, obviously, a wider type of risk, we obviously want to know some more information, uh, which is one of the problems we've had with, with going on software houses is their information is very limited. So if we go past the quick quote information, we can then ask an awful lot more about the risk. So standard construction, flat roof, uh, on these commercial risks, composite panels, listed status, uh, so on. I won't go for every one because obviously yeah. it's uh, not, not the most fascinating, but... but each one of these will then go back to a rule or a premium um, and, and adjust the risk accordingly. But what we felt was rather than people have to enter all this first, it'd be good to get an indication of the quote yeah. um, to, to begin with in the acceptability um, before they put in, or if they want to put in the whole details, they can, of course. So could this, um, so if you put in your, your quick quote, you get a quick quote, do you have to fill all this in or could you then go to bind? You could bind if, yeah, if it was a, a bog standard risk, then you could bind it as quickly as I, I went to the uh, the quote page um, yeah. just then. David, so all these questions that are here that you see in front of you now, you can still amend those and change those. And ultimately, they all drop through to the statement of fact. Right. So when you get to the end of the quote, it will email you the quote document. So you'll get the quote schedule along with the statement of fact, which will have that, that information that the broker can then pass on to the customer. Yeah. The reason we auto populated it as well is that we're dealing with brokers, they're professional people. They know the answers to these questions and know the importance of making sure that information is right. So it's not like we're going out to direct members of the public. Sure. Yeah. Um, when they get the statement of facts, that's what they're going to sign up to. And ultimately, until you take that risk up, you can go back in and out of the quote and amend it accordingly. Yeah. And it will readjust and recalculate. Do you have uh, another question that I'm quite interested in? Because it seems to me like this could be the future of some of this stuff. Have you any plans for trying to connect to other organisations that could fill this in for you? By which I'm, I'm you know, it seems to me, for instance, in house insurance, you know, if you put in your address it should be quite possible for Rightmove to tell you how much it's worth and possibly the last surveyor's report to tell you. So, you know, literally just the address gives you everything. Are you talking to any outside people that could help you do that? 
We have um, had some discussions with, with one third party um, about the possibility of, of doing this where they already hold an amount of information about yeah. customers and their system would populate the majority of questions in order to get that. It's a bit like the car insurance where you put in a registration plate now and it already knows the yeah. details of that car. That, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking because that, you know, surely that must be the way forward for us because you've, I mean, like, you know, every house has been insured by somebody at some point. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 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 And um, obviously it gets more complicated with commercial insurance, the, the bigger the risks that you yeah. do. But certainly, with again, with a, a standard residential property owners, it doesn't seem that far-fetched to be able to get a lot of the information. So, yeah, I definitely think that's the future. And the other question I would have, and it goes back to what, what we said earlier about, so Lloyd seemed to be building a number of, quote, platforms. So again, in, in our new Zoom enabled world, if we assume that there might be less face-to-face -face business done and therefore we need to make it slicker to get a range of quotes. As I understand your portal, like, like, like most insurer portals, if I'm a broker, I've got to sit and put it into yours and then into four of us <laughs> to get five quotes. Yeah. Um, do you have any plans? Does it make any sense, commercial sense, for you to be on a platform whereby they fill in your front end, but then that goes to five different suppliers and they take the best quote kind of thing. I mean, with that, when you're dealing with lots of different providers, the, the issue that you you generally find there is that there is, there's always going to be specific questions that that insurer wants to know, that insurance, and they're never going to be exactly the same. So yeah. then you get back into that remit of the really yeah. lengthy questions that to satisfy every single one of the people yeah. that are going to be, um, providing quotes on the platform so at this point um, I wouldn't rule anything out to be perfectly honest but for now I think it's it's wise for us to stick with um, working with one particular provider in the future who knows I mean but for now if we to meet our remit which was to reduce question sets save time be able to deliver something really quick and slick and work in partnership um, with our capacity provider as well as the the brokers I thought it was quite we thought it was quite important to focus with the the one initially but yeah I, I can totally see that would be a good well, thing within Lloyd's just approaching it from the other end so that's that's you want one capacity provider enabled you to produce a limited question sir but would you put your product on one of these platforms so somebody could put in perhaps a slightly bigger question set but it would still suck a quote out of yours as well as out of three or four others. And they've only put it in once. I mean, obviously... I mean, we already do, to be fair. Really? Yeah. Well, we, we already perform on a platform. Of, um, we call that a bespoke deal because we then have to build to their question set, which limits yeah. the amount of risk that we can actually write. Um, so, yeah, we do, we do have other facilities and schemes that are live on other people, on a broker's own platform, and as well as one where it provides multiple quotes. But yeah, again, you're only restricted in terms of what they ask. And so if they don't ask the question and you can't um, apply your rates and rules to it, in that instance, we have to decline risks where we could probably write them if they just changed the format of, or style of the question. But again, it's that particular platform. The questions are quite lengthy because it's satisfying, say, nine different providers that mm -hmm. provide quotes on it. So, so yeah, it's a fine line. Um, if that could be standardised somehow, I, I, and I almost think that's the skill of what Giles and that's done in building this platform of um, really, really streamlining and making it more seamless.
Can you, have you, presumably when you started this, you did a full analysis of what is out there on the market. And from my uh, uh, limited experience of, of, of actually inputting this into various different platforms, I haven't seen anything as quick and easy as this. What else is there? Is this a, a first? Is there, is, are there other things out there similar? Well, see, that's the other thing as well. Bearing in mind, um, being able to access um, an insurer's platform to see what they do and whether or not we can improve upon it, it's always very difficult because obviously we're competitors. Um, looking at it and um, perhaps using platforms that are available to the direct customer, we were looking through those. I couldn't see anything that was similar, but based on feedback and the research we did with the brokers and the pilot that we did with those, we've they've all come back to us and said there's nothing this quick and easy and slick that's available currently so i think that's incredible if giles goes back in i wanted to say about the negotiate button as well yeah that's a that's a facility that i think is uh really interesting giles do you want to share your screen again and we can uh we can have a look at that i was very impressed when you uh, gave me the demo yesterday about the fact that we do quote or or decline oh really that's actually quite interesting because that whole referral thing as you say can be more painful than the I know and what was interesting when we were speaking to brokers they hate referrals but they want the option to refer themselves yeah which um so so we argued about this between ourselves quite a bit around whether to put a refer button on there but in the end we agreed we wouldn't trigger any referrals on our basis um, if we put a quote forward, we will do, and but we will have a refer button because quite often we found brokers use it because they're like, I put the tenant type as this, or could I ask you about that? Is this acceptable? Because they just need a little bit of um, reassurance that it's fine. So that's why we put the refer button in. Okay, so yeah, so going through those options then. Um, so the first thing is we've got our, our premium to begin with, and we've allowed... Um, an amount of negotiation on that autom- again automatically to save having to ask all the time you know we know that brokers are, are sometimes have to negotiate with their client um so we uh, we allow them to see the property owners premium and putting in a target in here which will allow them to uh, see if they can discount this premium um if they want to see how much we'll we'll, we'll you know prepare to sort of take off um without them having to refer to us then um, I'm going to put in zero um, because it will give me the maximum amount. And if I submit that, it will just confirm that that's happened. And the premium is then discounted. So, again, it's all about the automation, making it easier for the broker. Um, they've now got um, the original premium. Um, and then they can see that the uh, negotiated premium um, that they can get as well, should they should they want to. And does that 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 purely... At your end, there is no element of their commission being taken in with that discount. Exactly, exactly that. Yeah, I suppose and it just begs the question: Why would you ever take the first quote? <laughs> 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 yeah, and I know there's lots of uh, lots of uh, interesting questions all around that sort of thing. We've just yeah. tried to make it flexible because we know how the real world works. We've also uh, got our we can include, such, for example, terrorism or, or legal expenses. Again, we tried to make that flexible for them and be able to see it. Um, very easily without cluttering up the rest of the quote and then the other uh, other option is to refer to modus and we've simply kept it very easy free format message that the uh, 
um, user can put in and submit to us, which will alert us at the other end, and we'll then respond with whatever the query might happen to be. And we, we're not second guessing on the queries because, you know, as we know with insurance, there's, there's no normal answer. So yeah. that will come through to our underwriters and they'll, they'll take a look at it. There is another question that I think arises out of some of these um, platforms. If you're, if you're a broker um, operating as a traditional broker, then your job is to get a few different quotes from a market you're experienced in. So you will probably have to put, you know, you have to go to two or three other portals potentially, or you may well operate a, you know, particularly for smaller business, a, um, a soulless arrangement on a particular underwriter, but whatever. This is really, really easy to use. If you set up a website and sent it off to property owners, what do you know what I mean? This is the easier you make this, the less you actually need a broker. In truth, <laughs> discuss. Well, the reason why it's that easy is because it is being used by a broker, and so we're not having to totally explain every single question and the, yeah. and the importance of not ignoring those auto-populated questions. Brokers are aware of that, so the whole aim for us is to make it slick and easy for yeah. a broker to use for their customers and be able to deliver a really good service for them. Yeah. One of the early conversations I had with Simon, which was a while ago now, sort of 12, 18 months ago, was around the development of this portal and whether it would be available to, for example, estate agents who wanted to uh, add an additional service or there was a couple of um, big property uh, companies that that we were having initial conversations with about this kind of thing. How does that fit with with what you've just said, Lindsay? I think is that I mean certainly where I've been involved, um, and it was like starting from scratch. The whole agency onboarding, getting new brokers on, getting them live. There are so many brokers in the UK that manage this type of risk and also have relationships with those sort of entities. I just think it's really important to give the right tools to insurance brokers. So we're all in the same industry and we work together with it. So yeah. that was the purpose and that's who it was totally aimed at. And that's what we feel like we've delivered with it. I think that makes sense. I think it looks like a fantastic product. What uh, bloopers have you had? I was going to use a politically incorrect, actually just a rude word, but I'm going to go with bloopers. <laughs> what bloopers have you had since this went live? Uh, apart from the pandemic, <laughs> apart, from, apart from my lack of IT skills and um, being able to still work as a team, I mean, we've had the same problems that everybody's had, and um, and the difference of when you're working so closely on a project of not being able to be in the room together. You know how you call each other over, have a look at this, and you you go through the same experience and the emotions together at the same time. Um, doing that remotely because I because literally 10 days from now I have been in this box for a year it feels like so for me I don't know if it's a blooper or a challenge it's just been incredibly difficult to maintain that working relationship and all be on the same page all the time so I cannot tell you how much what you've just said resonates with probably every conversation David and I have had this week. In fact, we came off a meeting this morning where that conversation happened again. And I, I imagine many, many people listening will also have the same, uh, the same experience because everything becomes a bit disjointed, doesn't it, somehow? And trying to join the dots up when you're on playing field A and I'm still on B is a 
bloody nightmare. So, uh, you know, hats off to you guys. I think what you've what you've achieved is is absolutely incredible. Have you had any um, any sort of challenges since it went live? Any sort of technical? Oh God, this didn't work, or that didn't work, or or has it been smooth uh, running since you launched? Yeah, a couple of minor, a couple of minor things that you know we do multi location and and, and um, you know so despite uh, an in exhaustive amount of testing uh, particularly over sort of christmas time you know when you've gone live and you didn't realize that something happened on the sixth location um until it went live um but there to be fair some only very minor stuff has come out and, we, and we're very lucky we we're able to fix it pretty much instantaneously as well not have to wait for a release or anything so yeah almost inevitably there's been a couple of bits but very very small fry so far that's said. fabulous and I think as well, we did a pilot with a group of brokers that had already been working with us. They're really keen to use it. They were, they were very good at providing feedback. And um, I think that was really important for us to be able to do that. And we did it with one product initially before we went live with everything towards the end of January, beginning of February. Yeah. That's fabulous. Exciting times. Have you uh, cracked open a virtual bottle of champagne between the team yet? <laughs> Well, we sort of did on, on the very first live day, um, and then we've just been too busy since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's bubbling up in time for when we finally can see each other face to face. I think it will be a big one. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a big change from the remote working. We, we'd have definitely done something more solid on that front if we'd all <laughs> been in the office. I can imagine. Just going on a broader level, okay, so what you guys have developed is is incredible. And one of the things that David and I've spoken about many, many times is about the friction in the chain in this industry. And, and you guys have, have, have done something about that, essentially. COVID has really highlighted how uh, technology can be used uh, really efficiently. It's probably also highlighted a, a lot of inefficiencies in the in the tech. But where do you see the industry going? Do you see products like yours popping up left, right, and centre? Do you do you see um, further iterations within Modus about where you want to go? We've certainly got long term plans and medium term plans to sort of expand the 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 range of products we offer. I think uh, as a broader thing, I, I, I've no doubt that other people would want to do something similar. And, but there's a point at which you can't because the risks get so complex that they still need, you know, a manual rating right from the scratch, from scratch, if you will. Um, but as we've seen over the years, since the introduction of direct insurance and home um, and motor, you know, it's, it's only got bigger. And, and I think that, you know, on the whole, people are used to using websites. They don't want to use some clunky old software house system that was built 30 years ago. Um, so I can only see things becoming at the very least web-based um, and, and easy to use from wherever you are, um, you know, you just log in. Do you see that as a big advantage for smaller operators like yourselves? Because I'm, I'm sure in your research, you probably looked at some of the portals that the big composites do and so on. And, and you can in 12 months get something up and running and off the ground. And I'm sure now it's up and running, you can probably change it quite a bit in six months if you needed to. Whereas obviously the composites it's rather more difficult for them to do that does this does the new tech actually allow new entrants would you say because it's because you can move that much quicker and it's not it's not massively expensive it's probably less so than some people 
think. I think it is in a big corporate. It costs millions to make a change. Mm. But as we're finding, we're as, as we've said, we're developing an app and it's, you know, I don't really want to write the check out, but it's, it, it isn't, you know, it isn't daft money. Yeah. I think it absolutely is. Um, it, it is a huge advantage we do have. I mean, I've worked in bigger organisations where just the sign-off process alone has to go to umpteen different teams and there's always one that doesn't want to do it. And it goes, takes months and months of time as well as all the money. Um, and as you say, we were able to just plan it, agree it and do it. And yeah, if we want to make a change to it, I could do it this afternoon. It's, Is it an app? It, it, it's not. It's, it's essentially like a, a, a back office system that's been built um, to our specification and then the web front layer that the brokers use. Um, so I can just go into that back office uh, and change a rate or a term or, or whatever it might be. And, and then we're off. And I think like having a huge amount of data that comes out of this and reacting to that and constantly evolving our product is, is again, a really important thing for us to stay ahead of, uh, you know, what may be larger organisations who, uh, mm. who uh, you know, have the size, but not the flexibility. Does it help you with, because um, I would have thought there is now a sell to the insurance market. You can go along with this product and say, look, you know, this kind of product generates a shed load of, so, you know, to get three or four more insurers on your panel becomes easier because you've got, providing you can twist their arms to agree to a, a low question set. You've got, you know, you've got something that demonstrably works. So it's, it's kind of an advantage for you at both sides of the equation, I would have thought. Yeah, I think as well where we kept the limits is the building some insureds uh, where they are, so two million per building, um, which is still relative, relatively high. But anything over that would have triggered surveys. So we then even had to break it down to look at what the different trades were, um, really analyse uh, where the opportunities were and, to, and basically to stop those frictional costs yeah. with um, the intervention for surveys and anything else like that. So, yeah, it's all about you don't even realise until you start thinking and mapping it out and talking about it. Oh, hang on, we need to do that then. So, yeah, we've, um, some of it's changed and evolved along the way, but it's it, it's been really it's been really challenging, really yeah. difficult, but really fun as well. But it's kind of a piece of work that's been done, isn't it? You can take it along to a different insurer now as a package. Sure. Say, We've done this research. This works. You know, do you? Yeah, the opportunity is very exciting for sure. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, the beauty we've all got access to see what quotes are going through. So that every you can constantly just see see the quotes that happen in who's doing them and we've all got brokers that we deal with and we know and we really want to keep those personal relationships so we've been asking them for feedback seeing how we stack up about the other against any anyone else we really want to win the business and I think um brokers are really enjoying the fact that we're picking up and saying we really really want to win this risk with you we want it mm. we want you to put it with us um so yeah I think that's worked really really well that's interesting I was going to ask you how you keep the relationship because you know clearly if it's quick and easy then it's quick and easy you don't need to pick up a phone do you do you have some kind of regular i don't know every 10 pieces of business i make sure i pick up the phone is there something like that in your systems well initially what we were doing was we were, we were going on every single quote so anything that went through we split the brokers out between us so we, we took it in turns depending on whose day it was and what they were doing right. um we interacted with the brokers as much as possible what we have found is so a broker can add as many users as they like. We also allocate as many super users as they like. So they can add new people on, archive people, do password, reset passwords. 
what we found is that one person in an office tends to latch onto it. They all get some really good feedback. And then before you know it, you notice the other users are using it and yeah. it spreads. It's like the word gets around. So um, as much as we've got generic emails that different things fall into, all our personal emails and contact details are available. Yeah. Anyone can contact any one of us. Um, all the directors roll their sleeves up. We're all involved. Everybody's got a part to play and um, everyone's involved in the relationship side as well. Cool. I think it's fabulous, guys. Well done, you. I'm going to have a glass of champagne to celebrate for you. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah, or a mudslide or landslide or whatever the hell you called it earlier. <laughs> I mean, one other thing, we have got another platform that we and a product um, which does flood excess cover, um, which eventually that will move over to us. I think that will be our next product that goes on there. Fabulous. Well, I shall. Is that your aim, to have your entire product range on there eventually? So anything you do, you can do it online via that portal. We want to, yeah. yeah. Unless we were building a specific deal, because we still have bespoke schemes with particular brokers uh, where we've built on their own platforms and we still yeah. work very closely with them as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have any facility, just as a matter of interest, because you know, some of these things are very price-driven. Uh, I mean, you've mentioned there's the discount facility, but the, the commission stays the same. Can a broker choose to... You know, I don't know if, if you, I don't know what your commission is, but if we say it's twenty percent, I'll take fifteen and get another five percent off. Is there an option to do that? We talked about this um, in the beginning. That basically, as Giles was saying, he's got full, we've got full control over um, what's going on in the background. So on an ad hoc basis, at the moment, it's not automated, but there's no reason why a broker couldn't have that conversation with us for sure. Yeah. Okay. I just realised I haven't done your sales pitch any good there. We'll start again with, if the commission is 45%, could they go down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not editing that out. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful, guys. I, um, I know you guys are very busy, and I think it's been a really good overview of what you guys are doing. And I'm quite excited to see. So we've done a... Um, obviously through the podcast, we've spoken to lots of different people about lots of different things. And this ties in really well with uh, a podcast we did with James Willison from WCL about the, um, they're sort of doing a dashboard for the trading platforms for the Lo Lloyds brokers uh, is how I understood that. James, if you're listening, I'm really sorry if I've got that wrong. Um, but I just, I think it's incredible. All of these things that you, that we're seeing spring up. I think the word blockchain was a buzzword a couple of years ago, but I think that's starting to be less of a buzzword. And I think it's starting to filter in, in, in some ways as well. So I think it's all very exciting. Watch this space. And I'd love to do a podcast with you a year from now and see what, what's happened what bloopers have happened because <laughs> i love those uh but also um yeah where you guys are so thank you very much for your time thank, thank you very much Dave. Thanks, thanks david thank yeah you. really good thank you for listening to today's episode if you have enjoyed what you have heard have any questions or feedback please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you if you would like further information on how boston tullis group can support your business or if you would like to join us on an episode please do not hesitate to contact us